0: Yo
1: Hello everyone. welcome to The Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the Internet. Or at least for now, while anime still exists, uh, unfortunately, that is kind of in question at the moment. <laughs> hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll, t- we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, today we are, there is still plenty of anime to talk about right now. Uh, we're in our, this is our first normal episode of the spring 2020 season.
2: And maybe the only normal episode. And maybe the yeah. only normal
1: episode. Um, so we're going to talk about, uh, the latest episodes, all the shows that we've, that we kept after our first wave of first looks. And, uh, we've kept most of them actually. So there's. Quite a bit to go over. Um, This would have been
3: a busy season, if not for the realities of the current circumstances, I think. uh, Yeah. a lot. So,
1: yeah, we'll touch on that in a second, but just to introduce everybody, I'm Jell, and I'm joined by Iroh.
2: I'm still here. Not dead yet.
1: Still here. Uh, Joined by G.
4: What's good, y'all?
1: And uh, returning to the podcast, we have Zig.
4: Hello, hello. Welcome back, Zig. Hi, have you? It's good to be here. Uh, yeah. since we had our
3: Glorio UK correspondent.
4: <laughs> One yeah. of them, at least. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, we had we had uh, Chris and Colon's a while back, but it- even that's been a while now. Dude, that was uh, like
3: a year ago or something. That was. I years. know times
1: <laughs> times flying by here, but um, that
3: was a long time.
1: Yeah, we got it. We got to get that rotation broadened out a little bit for sure. But anyway. Like I said, we're going to touch base with the shows we've been watching in the season while they're still here, but also kind of the elephant in the room for everything, anime or otherwise, is uh, the impact of the, you know, the COVID-19 coronavirus situation, which has led to uh, a lot of anime getting canceled or postponed. I had been keeping my own list until the list got too big, and now (laughs) I think what I'll do is just link... Crunchyroll is keeping a running tally of all all the shows and movies and everything, including, uh, you know, ones that they're not licensed, uh, which is, you know, more than Funimation is doing, but the, uh, you know, I'll link that in the show notes for the the most up-to-date version. Um, Surprisingly, not too many of the shows we're watching have been officially postponed yet. For now. But yeah, it kind of only feels like a matter of time. Yeah, I I I think it's probably. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I feel like it's pretty rare where a series is done before the season starts. So right. Well, as we uh,
3: you know, as we discussed in our riveting post podcast conversation last time that was not recorded, uh, I think that uh, we things. I guess the only thing I will say is, um. It is happening a little quicker than I expected. I had initially assumed we would be getting to say episodes five or six before we started getting official uh, cancellations and delays. But uh, I a lot wonder of things uh, aren't even going to make it past episode three or four at this point.
4: I wonder how much of that is because, as you say, G, I think that most uh, companies would at least be a few episodes ahead of the curve. I wonder how much of it is simply cancellation because of the circumstances rather than literally running out of episodes, if that makes sense. I wonder if they just feel that it's not appropriate for the show to continue under the current situation.
1: Yeah, I I think some of them, like the ones that didn't even start, I have a feeling it wasn't that they didn't have episodes to air, but... Maybe they just made the decision rather than play, you know, a couple of episodes. Right. Let's just hold it, and we can play it all in one shot. I mean, shit, dude. Because ki- you're you're like, kind of taking a risk of like, yeah. If you don't, if you do play a couple episodes, you're kind of like cutting your series in half, right? Like, yeah, I mean, let me tell uh-huh. you, there
3: are definitely some shows airing this season that maybe would have been better off airing in one uninterrupted block instead of. uh Getting cut off at the knees here, and then, you know, having us wait until, say, fall of 2020 before seeing the rest. Yeah,
1: so, you know, like Zig said, maybe that's more of a creative decision or something. I mean... They just literally don't have the episodes, but...
4: There's also some talk that even the summer and autumn seasons will be affected by this. Uh, I think yeah, there's definitely no doubt of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think at least oh, summer, yeah.
1: for
3: sure, is going to be offended.
1: Because, I mean, they would have probably, like, the production would have been starting on summer by now, right? So, like, that's going to be impacted, I think, even worse. Yeah, I mean... But, because um, the things we're seeing now were probably done, you know, a month ago or something like that. When, or you know two months ago or something like that
3: i mean i think for better or worse we're going to see this kind of have a knock-on effect for a while right because you know anime video games all the stuff right like most of it starts fairly you know early in comparison to when it is officially revealed right like right you know even like the distant projects like obviously you know for me personally because trigger is always on the brain right like you know, to use it as an example, something like the Gridman follow-up, uh, SSSS, uh, Xenon or whatever. Like, <laughs> and that's probably, like, starting now, right? And, like, so even if that's not yeah. a summer or fall show, I could see even something that far off in the future getting delayed and, and getting affected by something like this.
1: Yeah. I mean, G, you would know better than any of us if they can actually make the adjustments, are these kinds of things, like, could you make anime working from home?
3: I think, so, obviously, I support people being able to work from home. I think that is a thing that, you know, companies should allow their employees to do. I think for something like anime production, a collaborative, creative product, I think it could definitely be done, but I think it will intrinsically not be as efficient in some key ways. Like, for better or worse, especially with uh, something like anime, it helps to have everybody kind of centralized in the same location. Like, it is much, like, just speaking from an artist's perspective, it is much easier to get feedback in person with somebody directly looking at your work and you having, like, a, you know, direct face-to-face conversation where you know, they can point things out than it is, you know, through email correspondence or, you know, even uh, uh, a Skype sharing or what have you. Uh, I think that additionally, I mean, I think a lot of this is going to depend on if Japan can, like, adapt because a lot of the things they do, not to, like, you know, paint the whole nation with a broad brush, but they are fairly traditional in a lot of the ways they approach things, right? Like, their VA sessions are still done um, live with all the cast members in the same booth, right? Like, right, yep. Like, that's very different from Western VA production where voice actors are often only reading uh, their portion of the script, you know, and, and maybe having the other character being read by, like, a voice director or something. And, right. And so... It is thing. It's things like that that I definitely wonder. Uh, I, I, I'm curious. <laughs> I guess that's all I can say. Is yeah, I, I mean, I'm, that's, I'm curious how this is going to play out. I mean, that, that's,
1: a, that's a challenge for a lot of businesses right now, anime or otherwise. is like, can they adapt?
3: Right.
1: You know, if you don't have the infrastructure in place to do that, like how you know, like little things like where are you saving your files? Like if right. you're not I mean, on the company if, internet, if, if like, like else, stuff like that has to get worked out. And if you're not prepared to do that then you know it doesn't matter if it can be done just can right. you do it if you don't I mean, have the the setup for it.
3: If nothing but, else this is a nation that still heavily uses fax machines. So y- Yes
1: <laughs> so I don't know.
4: I mean the other thing I would add to that is that um, anime production is already so decentralized you've got so much work being done by other studios background work, in between work and stuff like that that the task of coordinating all of that just becomes even more difficult when you don't have a central location to put everything together in so right. i think that there will definitely be trouble on that front and of course different studios in different places and different countries may have different restrictions as well right yeah. i mean
3: it's again a lot of this is pure speculation and you know some of it i've been reading comes from inf- is is more informed speculation, but a lot of it is still speculation at the end of the day. But I think we are definitely going to see see how this plays out. It's going to vary from studio to studio. Some studios are going to be hit really hard by this. Other studios maybe have more internalized productions and don't rely on outsourcing as much, and maybe they can weather, weather this out better. And then some studios just are just going to throw enough money at the problem until it goes away. And I think it's... Uh, I think we're going to see some highs and lows in terms of response to the the circumstances here.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's safe to say regardless, we're going to see a huge impact over the next couple weeks and into next season. Definitely. And it's just going to vary how much, but I think everything's going to be
4: affected at some point. Yeah, I mean, I can't really see things returning to normal before the end of this year, especially uh, given the circumstances at the moment.
3: Well, I'm right. looking forward to us crowning uh, Dorohedoro, uh, It is Invaded, <laughs> and Ken as our top three anime of 2020 because they're the only anime <sighs> in 2020 that reached the finish line.
4: Be careful what you wish for. Yeah.
1: Um, I might be ready to crown Hidoro regardless, but we'll see. Um, Alright, so that aside, um, like I said, there are A couple of shows that are going on hiatus that we have been watching um, now, immediately. Um, So there are no more episodes other than what's out right now. So I thought we'd touch on those first and just kind of give our thoughts on where we left off on those. Mm. Um, So first one I have on the list here is uh, Digimon Adventure, the new reboot, which Uh hit episode three. Um, and I believe 3 is the last episode that's going to air for the time being. Um, Zig, I know you've been writing about it, and you have not had a chance to talk about it on the podcast, so I don't know if you want to go first and maybe share your thoughts
4: on where that's headed. Sure, I mean, I've been writing about it on the blog, and if you want in-depth thoughts, you can go and read it there. Um, It's completely fine. So far, you know, I'm not entirely sure that I would describe it as anything better than that, but it seems like a competently put together kids show with some nice retro 90s designs. Um, There's been very little concrete plot there's been very little character development it's mostly been all action all the time and we've only been introduced to a very small part of the ensemble so far so it's kind of tough especially considering that it's looking like this will be a year-long show as kids shows are you know um but i can't say it especially inspires strong feelings in me one way or another and that's kind of a, a damning verdict if you think about it
3: like, now, you're saying it's it's both, it's, it's not good enough to be genuinely good, but it's not bad enough to be a spectacle, is that kind of what you're
4: saying? Yeah, or... absolutely, you know, I mean, like, it looks nice, they've got some good animation talent working on it, you know, um, it seems to do the nuts and bolts of a kid's show thing absolutely fine, like I said, it is definitely very action-heavy, it's much more action-heavy than the old show was, you know, um, I, I just don't really understand why it exists. I think this is a sentiment Iro <laughs> Iroh expressed last time as well. And, um, you know, I'm kind of with him in that this seems like a perfectly fine kids' show, but I don't get why you would choose to reboot the original Digimon adventure, unless, of course, you are pandering directly to the base. I, mean, um, I assume that's
3: exactly which, what they want to do, right? right?
4: But, but the thing is, like, it's still a kids' show. You know, I mean, it's not like this is suddenly dark and edgy and everybody's swearing and there's blood everywhere or stuff like that. You know, this is still a very simplistic, quite straight, straightforward kids show, you know. So I don't really understand why you would bring back the adventure cast, the adventure designs, um, but still produce something that is primarily targeted towards people who weren't even alive when that show came out. I, um, hmm.
1: I do wonder if I'm talking like it, that, but... I, I, think, I think one of the other things we touched on is just trying to do both, where they want to get yeah, the kids and yeah, they want to do the nostalgia peel, and maybe that's not a good plan. Yes, <laughs> and
4: I mean, one of my major issues with the show so far is that the first arc has been a redo of the R War Game movie, which was like the last arc in the original Digimon Adventure. And... It seems very odd that they would leap immediately to what was the climax of the original and introduce a bunch of stuff like Omega Mon, the ultimate end game. did right, you I mean, showed up I, in that movie. Right.
3: I, that's why I responded the way I did in the last podcast. I was like, really? You're going to lead off with fucking Omnimon in like your third, ep- second episode of your Absolutely. year-long and, TV show? Like, what is yeah. your play? Like, where do you go from there?
4: Yeah, uh, let me clarify that Omega Mon and Omnimon are in fact the same thing. It's a English-Japanese language oh, thing. Well. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah. yes, I mean that's for the viewers, for the listeners' benefit, obviously, you know. But um, I, I think that it, it is very weird. You know, the pacing has been very weird. It's very action-loaded, um, and it's been it's been very much focused on tie, which worries me because. I I did enjoy the the whole cast ensemble in the original. And I should clarify, for people who don't know, I did not watch Digimon Adventure as a child. I watched it as a full-on adult. There is an account of me watching it on the website. But I was well into my 20s before I saw Digimon Adventure. So I don't really have powerful nostalgia for it in the way that a lot of people do. I just (laughs) think that it's interesting comparing this to the original and so far it's not a disgrace to the name it looks nice i keep saying that but i i don't really see anything that's super compelling thus far
1: right like it's almost like you could just go watch the original series and that still holds up why do you need this yeah, to exist
4: absolutely you know i mean <laughs> i mean this this is a bit more slickly animated it certainly updates you know, the pertinent things about the internet, about cell phones, and all that kind of thing. But so it's like
1: the Evangelion movies.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
3: it's it, more than just I'm
1: the Evangelion sh- movies. Or are those think... a disgrace to the series? Right? I'm not sure I... <laughs> who
4: you're insulting with that comparison, but, um... <laughs> no, uh, I was gonna
3: say, is I think that, like, I mean, I don't think we need to be naive here, right? Like, we know why these things are being remade, even when they don't need it. It's because they make money, right? Like... If you're if you're the if you're, the, if, you're or if you're the Mr. you know you know money bags in and, and charge of Digimon and you look at like how the Digimon property has like functioned and performed over the last few decades, right? like you're gonna go for the reliable bets and what is the reliable bet? It's the original Digimon adventure. It's the movies, right? It's the imagery from the movies. it's it's all that stuff, right? like that, that is why they keep remaking these things even when they don't need them.
4: Right, and you're absolutely correct. But also, the strategy here is very odd and disorganised because at the same time as this TV show is being produced, I mean, Toei are pushing the uh, Last Evolution movie, which is a sequel to the original Digimon Adventure, and generally it does feel as if they've been milking the property pretty hard for the last couple of years. And obviously that's worrying, you know. I think that... You know, Digimon did not become a 20, 25-year-old franchise uh, without having a few new ideas along the way, and you know, I'm kind of ideologically opposed to just rebooting all your original ideas again and again. So, of course, of I'm course. not, I'm not necessarily predisposed to dislike the show, but it, it certainly seems mostly Flash and no substance so far, and that's concerning to me because the original Digimon Adventure does have some excellent characterization. It does do some very good world building, and I'm not seeing much evidence of that so far.
1: Yeah. Alright, well, we'll what have to said. wait to see... Did you have something, Iro? That's
2: <laughs> just what he said.
1: Yes. So... We'll have to wait and see how that goes, because that has now officially gone on hiatus after episode 3. Well, Zig,
3: I look forward to your final thoughts on this show sometime in 2022 at this rate.
1: Yeah, so yeah, no date released on that, so we'll keep an eye on when that comes back. Uh, Moving along, another show that has uh, gone on hold is uh, Paré Ranman. Uh Maybe
3: uh, the worst possible thing that could happen to a show like this. Well,
1: yeah. um, I'll admit to you guys, I could not find the motivation to watch episode two and three. Uh, yeah. You didn't miss after much. the first one, so you'll have to fill me in on where we left off. I'm, I'm, i I'm, I, You don't even have to tell me. I'm just assuming they didn't make it to the race.
3: <laughs> they did they not, did not get to the
2: race. We're so spending they? A bunch they of time didn't get to the race. What has, what right. have they been doing? It's like setting up each of the contestants. Yeah. Okay. So except like it's been taking a long time. <laughs> And the contestants are not
3: particularly personable or interesting. The The biggest problem with Apari Ranman is... It's, yeah, it's like, it's it's just, it, it is a false savior, right? Like, this is what I told Iro. like, Apari Ranman <laughs> wears the vestments, it wears and speaks speaks the words of many a prior Glorio savior, right? It dresses like a double-decker. It speaks like a Copcraft, but
1: it does not uh, have... Are we going to put Copcraft on that list? You, you know, like,
2: trashy but weirdly good. Double-decker like, probably just better more than more like Okay, fine. More, more
3: double-decker, yes. <laughs> you know, the, the, this kind of Glorio show. And... Right. It... But it doesn't actually have the spirit of those shows. It's so, like, it's is, just so it, normal.
1: Is is the whole thing with like the main guy having that wild character design, but being boring, lifeless genius guy, just applied to all the other characters? Kind of, like, yeah. That kind of, like so far. Like they, no- they they have these colorful, amazing character designs, but they're just like normal, boring characters. Yeah, I think sort that's a of, kind of
3: yeah. that's a good way of putting it, but. This all kind of actually gets really frustrating with the third episode, actually, because the third episode actually does have a race. It's like a little race. It's, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, to kind of just like put, you know, you know, you know, pump a little stakes into the show, you know. And here's the problem. For the five minutes of that race last in in episode three, it becomes the Apari Ranman we want that show to be.
1: It's... Oh, right, when we're cutting off? <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. It's goofy, it's, like, fun. The personality starts to return to the show. Even Apare himself, right? Like, Mr. Right. Boring, Disaffected Anime Genius, during the race has a sudden 180 change in his <laughs> in his personality and becomes the, like... The the audacious, wacky racer, mad scientist that we all wanted him to be. And then as soon as the race is over, he returns right back to... Like disaffected Yo. anime genius, and it's like so. It's <sighs> like, it's like during that race, the people
2: creating this show. Like you obviously re- know what the show needs, but right, can't just try to keep it on all the time. I guess. Yeah,
3: it's it's really weird. It's because that that segment implies, yeah, the people who work on the show know what the show is supposed to be, and then they they just actively choose not to be that show ninety percent of the time.
4: Do you think that's a choice or do you think they simply feel that they you know they don't necessarily want to go at 100% all the time and that's just a natural byproduct of slowing the pace down occasionally.
3: If that's if that's if the that's,
2: case then I don't think it's the right choice.
4: Yeah, sure. I think they <laughs> right. I think they
3: made a bad choice then, right? Like I like obviously, I think all fiction inherently has, you know, it, it's a roller coaster, right? Like you have you have your right. moments of rest and you have your moments of excitement. But I think that for a show like, I mean, hell, I keep bringing it up with this show comes up, but even Redline is like that, right? It has its exciting moments and it has its downtime. I think the difference is like, Apare is not has not yet convinced us that it actually has what it takes. ...to make the exciting parts properly exciting. Like, the race we see in Episode 3 is a brief glimpse of that. But, unfortunately, it's just not enough of a promise that... ...this show has what it takes to keep that energy up... ...when it really matters. Yeah. And... ...now that it's getting delayed, like... ...it's kind of like the worst possible thing that could happen to a show like this, right?
2: how can we muster up the enthusiasm to go back to Episode 4... Of Apari Ranman six months from now or whatever. Right.
3: Like. like, yeah, like, if this show was still airing, I think it, I think we'd keep up with it because, like, you know, we, we want to see that race, right? And, like, but are you telling us, oh, we're going to tune into episode four of Apari Ranman in September or something? Like, we might not even remember, like, what the fuck is going on anymore by then.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like any momentum that they might have yeah. even, even a small amount of momentum... Is going to be way gone by the yeah. time it comes back, right?
3: And I don't think we really have much else to say about the show other than, you know, <laughs> how disappointing it's been. But I do want to just make a brief shout-out to its really baller OP that is also <laughs> the most fucking disingenuous opening segment I've seen since <laughs> maybe the Mappa Dororo anime of, like, greatest <laughs> disparity between quality of the OP and quality of the show itself. Because... Apparently Rodman's OP has everything we're talking about. Like...
2: Yes. That OP is cool as shit,
3: but none of no, that none is in the, the anime the itself.
1: A lot of good OP and EDs this, this season.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's...
1: Yeah. Alright. Well, that's another one that's stopped at episode 3, and with no date of return on that. So, again, we'll have to see what happens when it comes back, but... Uh, you know, like I said, I, I I just after the first episode it was like so deflating. I was just like, you know what? I'll let the other guys watch it and they can tell me if I need to get back on or not.
0: <laughs>
3: you made the smart choice, Jill.
1: So Alright. So one more show that got delayed, we're gonna talk about um I don't did did anybody else watch episode two of Millionaire Detective?
2: I did. Yeah, we did, okay. I think. We did. We did okay, so, right.
1: G, G, you're the only one who didn't watch episode two, right? I did not. Okay. I. So, oh, sorry. So, uh, well, first of all, uh, this actually. So, this was one of the later airing shows, which means it only got to episode two, and now is on on break. They did announce, for now at least, uh, you know, it's I. It's hard to take anything that far out seriously these days, but they did announce that they're planning on resuming July 16th. So they're just going to skip back to the next season. But uh, who knows what's going to happen at mm. this point. That is the plan for now, though. Um, but yeah, so Millionaire Detective, Balance Unlimited. Uh, I I think I actually liked Episode 2. I don't know what you guys were thinking. Um,
4: I thought Episode 2 was solidly entertaining, but it kind of lacked the the zip of Episode 1 for me. You know, I could have gone with them going a bit more over the top. And I realized that's kind of a crazy thing to say about an episode which features a secret underground lab and a rocket launcher helicopter. But... Um, right. I, I did feel that it, it kind of... The joke didn't snap quite as hard in episode two, I think. I wanted more ostentatious displays of wealth just to, you know, push the joke a little further, I think.
2: Right. Yeah, I don't know how, like, long it could keep the same joke going like, and have it still be funny.
1: Yeah. I have to wonder, because we were kind of debating, like, where they're going to go with that. Like, are there, are there any other angles to approach this other than just what ridiculous way can he buy his way out
4: of right. for what at it's, this time? I think you could and, actually go pretty far with that one joke if you're just imaginative about it.
1: Right. and And this one was just get a get you know be batman basically and and your sister and your sister is alfred um but uh (laughs) the uh which that was kind of an interesting twist but um I, i there was one moment that stood out to me where like okay we're gonna see where this show is going with this when uh they were doing the the interrogation of like the two like small time criminal guys they bring in and like um millionaire detective guy is like trying to bribe the one guy. And then you have like the old detective guy who's like trying to feel to his better nature. And I'm like, okay, so so this is where we're going to see where the show is going. If, if the millionaire detective guy breaks him, then they're just going to go all in on the money fixes everything thing. If the the old guy breaks him, then they're going to say, oh well, maybe money can't buy everything. That's that's what that's where we're going with this. And
4: right, but they bottled it because they both but then they, succeeded. Then they were
1: both successful. And I'm like, oh okay, well, hmm. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what that means and then. Uh, that scene kind I guess, of
4: that scene kind of encapsulates my problems with the episode which is if you're going to have the old guy break him it needs to be even more over the top if you're going to have rich guy bribe him it needs to be more over the top but both right. of those needed to be bigger crazier displays of like silliness right it, it like
0: it,
1: it seemed like an opportunity to do something like anything with the the and they just kind of you know don't go anywhere with it but um I don't know. I I I think cuz I I think I kind of shared this concern with G where I you know, I don't like that type of character, like the the millionaire detective guy's right. type of character and he is supposed to be kind of a dick, but like you know, how how bad are they going to lean into it, I guess? He needs, and... he
4: needs a bit more Seto Kaiba DNA in him. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
3: now that you say that. Right, like that's I think that's what I ne- I think that's what I needed from this show, again, I, I, I only watched episode one, but like, he's an asshole rich guy, but he's not like, he's not so over the top that he becomes a caricature.
4: He needs to show up in a blue eyes white dragon jet me to like absolutely be in well it. at
1: the end he does have a jet with his name on it
4: right but it, it's the difference between <laughs> like that's kind of a good illustration it's the difference between the theory of a joke and the execution of a joke right if he had shown up in a gold-plated helicopter then you know something like right. that i i think for me at least i need it to go further i need it to be so over the top that it becomes you know just an out and out goof right
1: um I agree. That said, it was still pretty fun. Um Oh, it's definitely I, I, not bad. I I would definitely be willing to watch more if there were more episodes. The OP is um, good.
3: I'll give that show that much.
1: The ending is excellent. Yeah, the ending too. The ending is very good, yep. Um So, uh yeah, again, unfortunately, that only made it to two episodes. So, um there's not really too much more to say about it. Um, it, it has some, still has some promise to it, and hopefully we'll still care by the time July comes around, if that's when it comes back. But, um, yeah, we'll have to see. Alright, um, one more thing I want to catch up on. We kind of uh, shortchanged changed uh, Kakushi Goto last week. <laughs> As I forgot to put it on the list, and uh, yeah. Artemis declared it her favorite show of the season. She, she
3: called us out on our snub. <laughs>
1: yeah. So after that snub, I um I know G, you you watched all. There's four episodes out now. You yes. watched all of it, right? I watched all. Four. And I, I I watched the first episode. I didn't have time to watch more. Um, what what did you think, G? I uh,
3: I really ahead. like it. I I I'm actually surprised by how much I like it because. I am not the biggest, you know, I'm not a Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei hater, but it is not my favorite, like, surrealist comedy in the world. Um, but Kakushi Goto is, you know, there's like, I mean, it is kind of like, it's kind of Yatsuba by way of that, that style and aesthetic and sensibility. Like, it's actually very sincere it is a comedy at the end of the day. It it is very comical. The, but there's like a because it's kind of anchored by a a sincerity to its premise. Like it it works. It it actually does come together in a fairly compelling way. Like the comedy is well done. I I do think that you know, like Sayonara Zetsubou Sensei, the wordplay sometimes gets a little uh.
1: Uh, yeah, they beat that drum a little too hard. Yeah sometimes. Uh, yeah,
3: there's there, I mean, it's usually, I think compared to Sinaras, it'sbo Sensei, I think that Kakushigoto is a lot uh, better about it, but there is a joke at episode four that is basically like incomprehensible to a non-native speaker. And the only way you can tell it, it's a joke at all is because the characters are responding to it in the way anime characters do when something funny is happening. But I,
4: I will say that I don't think the understanding of the jokes is helped by some poor subtitling work on Funimation's part. Yes, they're yeah. not even
1: attempting to... Do anything with it; and, they're just literally putting in parentheses
4: and, the and, word, and also just the presentation of the subtitles, where sometimes you've got five or six lines of text all stacked <laughs> yeah. at the bottom of the screen can be an issue. Right,
3: a couple shows maybe uh, suffering from that this season, but <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that at its core, though, I, I I do think that it's it's it is a fun show. I it's not, I wouldn't call it like my front runner, but you know, it's it's charming, it's funny, it has a lot of heart. I uh, I've definitely kind of come around on it now. I think that uh, there are some like even even like I, I, the thing I would say about its style of comedy is don't you, you don't even have to go into and think oh is it like a Sinara Zetsubo Sensei? Its comedy is it's a lot more accessible. It, it's a lot more approachable. You know, there is some. Hey, look, we we know the dangers of trying to describe a joke in a podcast, but, like, there are some really good bits. Like, you know, uh, the main character, right? The dad, like, he, like, he's a single dad, right? And, like, there's this running bit that he keeps, like, accidentally wooing all of these, like, young women in his life. Like, he's not doing it on purpose, but he just, like, says things. Well, we've never seen that in anime, right? And <laughs> then, you know, they just interpret it as, like, Oh, my God, he's hitting on me. Wow, what a cool hot, single dad, and, like... Right, like, that's that's a a premise that's been done before, but it's... There's a... There's a scene, I think, in episode two or three that basically just runs with that to its logical conclusion, and I think uh, it
4: works very well, so...
1: Yeah. Um... And, Zig, you said you've been watching it, too, right?
4: Yes, although I'm one episode behind. I've not seen episode four yet. Um... I'm largely with G. I think it's... I think it's a comedy that's not necessarily a laugh-out-loud comedy, but there's definitely a lot of chuckles and, oh, that was good, you know, that was funny, I liked that. Um, it, it's quite low-key. Um, it's very close to Sayonara's Etsubo-sensei in the sense that it's it's not quite a black comedy, but it, it's definitely a darker shade, you know. There's, there's definitely quite a few jokes being cracked about... You know um, the disreputability of the mangaka life and the hard work that it involves and stuff like that. I think visually it's fantastic. You know, it's a good meld of that artist's style with some real flamboyance in the animation department. So, I, for some reason sure, I can't, yeah. I, for some reason I can't necessarily love it, but I do enjoy it and plan to watch more. It there's yeah. just something missing that would push it right over the edge. For me. I think that's a good yeah, way of um,
3: putting it. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jill.
4: No, I was just going to say, because I,
1: I, I did watch the first episode, and I think I will probably try to catch up. Uh, I, I, the the humor, it feels like, and again, with this author, maybe that's just the thing. It feels like it's thinks it's maybe smarter than it actually is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with with like the wordplay and stuff like that um i found that a little annoying but it was it was fine um i think the the um i mean it's kind of more just a dad anime right like than a it, than a laugh out loud type of yeah. comedy it's a very um,
4: gentle kind of comedy right which yeah.
1: is usually that's what you get with a dad anime right um but uh yeah and i, I do wonder if there is some sort of there is kind of like a hint of melancholy to it, a little bit. That I mean, oh, they definitely. But <laughs> uh, yeah, because I mean, ob- the obvious thing being, you know, I guess his wife died or
4: something, right? And are, do they are they basically implying that he's dead by the time she's eighteen? I I feel like right. the joke is. I feel like the joke is going to be that's what you think all along, and then at the right. end they reveal it's not the case. Yeah,
1: that's that's what I was thinking, but who knows? That that's the but that but like that's. Whether he is or not, that's, you know, the whole black humor thing,
4: right? Like, you're making a joke off of that. Yeah, the the framing device certainly feels surprisingly melancholy. Yeah, I I mean,
3: I think that's the thing that kind of works for me, honestly, is, like... It... Again, yeah, it is not a black comedy. It it is a little... Yeah, the humor is a little darker, but I think... Again, I guess the word I keep parroting is, like, there's a sincerity to it. Like, you know... Again, yes. Even if the even if the the dad not actually being dead is probably the long con joke they are going for here. Like, they are approaching it fairly straightforward. You know, like the, the 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 circumstances in general. I mean, like it's it's there is humor there, but it is not being played like as an explicit laugh out loud joke.
1: Right. Um. Yeah, so I, I, you know, there's, there's a lot to like, and I, you know, I'll, I'll be curious if once I catch up because right now I'm still only going off the one episode. Uh, I do really very much just to echo Zig's thoughts, like the art style, um, and the presentation is really nice to go on top of it as well. So. Um,
4: and for. Yeah, it's pretty good. For what it's worth, I would say that that first episode is highly representative of what you're going to get. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's mostly just more of that. And I don't say that, you know, in a condemning way, you know, but it is right. a very good idea of what the future episodes are like.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's well, a good way I'll probably, like, I'll probably like the rest of it too. So I'll have to catch up on that for well, next time. Speaking of anime then, that
3: are very indicative of their tone within the
1: first episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, uh, yes, let's move along then to, uh, Kaguya-sama, love is war season two um I don't know I don't know why you know gee you can stop me if I go off the rails here but I just feel like they've really just been killing it with season two and oh, I don't yeah. I don't know why because like they're not really doing anything drastically different or anything um I guess in episode three they play a little into your nostalgia for season one a little bit but
3: <laughs> yes I did like. It was that was I did like that sort of pseudo recap episode, except with the running joke of just like Ishigami being like I I wasn't,
1: <laughs> I wasn't here for that. I wasn't here for yeah.
3: that. I don't remember this.
1: He, <laughs> he doesn't because he, he doesn't show up till like at least halfway through. Right, season one right. Or but like it, that, is, right. it
3: is it is it is play to like the very good like feeling of like when you were hanging out with some other friends who knew each other before you started hanging out with them and they started talking yes. about something, and you're like, motherfuckers, I wasn't even there, like <laughs> But but yeah, yeah, I I do agree with you, Joe. I feel like Kaguyasava like it's hard to tell if like it's it feels so good because it's been a while or if it's just genuinely they've been really hidden out of the park. But it really does feel like they are they're going hard right out the gate, like th- th- with their best material.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe too. It's just that since this is season two, we've had longer amount of time to. Endear ourselves to these characters, or right? But I mean, I think something like that. But I think
3: there was always the risk of like, okay. I, I think there's a twofold risk with a, sequ- a season two of a comedy, right? Like the first is the situation where the jokes get stale, right? Like they run out of material, right? This is what we ha- saw happen to osamatsu season two, is just right. Oh, you haven't right. You haven't brought anything new to the table. But then there's the other risk of a romantic comedy of, well, now that the romance has been established, time to shoo out the comedy and bring in the drama. And I'm glad that Kaguya-sama has not done that either, right? Like, it it feels like the, yeah. show, the show is still true to itself. It's just finding new ways to express it.
1: Yeah, and they, they do dabble with a little more into the romance part in episode three but it's still they never go too far right? and also like, it's
3: still purely a joke right like just right. Like, how unintentionally it's still in smooth, the context of a big uh, joke yeah yeah it's right. <laughs> and i think that's kind of what's working right is like is like yes yeah, so yes the plot the quote-unquote plot right has evolved a little bit right It time has moved forward but at the end of the day like the jokes are still hitting because, like, All right. even if the characters are the same, even if, like, the scenario is relatively the same, I think that they are still doing, like, finding just enough new ways to express that old joke that it continues to work really well.
1: Yeah. I kind of like one of the things I noticed uh, how they. There's actually some continuity to the episodes. Like, so, like, episode one and two there's this whole like background thing going on of like Kaguya trying to prepare for the president's birthday.
0: <laughs> right. And that's kind
1: of like sprinkled into Cause, cause each episode is like two or three different segments, right? Yeah. Of, like a, usually how anime comedies work where, you know, you have one kind of, you know, set piece and then move on to the next one. But they all kind of had that lingering in the background. And then, um, you know, they finally have the birthday thing. And then by episode three, he ha- he still has the fan that he yes. gave she gave him for the for the birthday party but they don't mention it or anything he just has it like yeah. there's continuity to it um and then uh yeah and like in episode 3 like i said they kind of dabble into the to the 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 actual romance part of it a little bit but i i was kind of kicking myself for not being for being so dumb and not realizing the whole kagiya moon connection thing cuz like the president is all like oh man i sure love the moon and all that and then they you know eventually tie back in the whole kagia legend cuz i have to say right. her name is kagia but yes. and then how that ties to their relationship and everything i'm like oh how did i not see that coming from i will miles say that away? as
3: soon as he started mentioning looking at the moon i was like oh this is going to turn into like a Kaguya... legend of kagia thing isn't it but what i did not yeah. expect is how fucking <laughs> <laughs> How good that bit was actually gonna be, like...
0: Uh,
1: It was kind you know what, it was kind of like the reverse of, you remember that episode where she, uh, gets sick and, like, loses all her senses? Yes, yes. It was kind of like the reverse of that, where he was turned into such an idiot that he didn't realize how smooth he was being.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And, I mean, again, I do appreciate that, like, immediately after that bit, right, like,
1: when it, he realizes right
3: like the show has enough like self-awareness that like it's not just like it's not like you know it's not like he's he's just like huh i don't get it it's like a few days removed from the event he looks back and he's like oh <laughs> he no right like <laughs> i said all of these
1: things <laughs> yeah uh so um and like we said they kind of play on the nostalgia a bit because the time passed time actually passed and yeah. like the student council has to break up the the only uh, and...
3: joke I, I forget if this was a thing from season 1 the only bit i didn't really quite understand was when ishigami just casually revealed th- the hidden chamber in 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 the oh, yeah office. like is I could... that
1: is that a I, don't, one I don't i don't remember that being anything but even if that were just like a random non sequitur, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it
3: was pretty good, yes, yes. But I, I'm I just was
1: like, like, oh, and, and we're not gonna explore that any further. It's right. just some random hidden passage in the right. student council room. Um, so, uh, and I guess that's. It looks like it's setting up for like an election arc.
3: Yeah, I mean, which
1: again, I haven't
3: haven't read the manga? Not familiar with that. I don't know. Have you have you read the manga?
1: No, I haven't either. Okay, I think only Aqua's read it.
3: Okay, because I mean, the OP obviously hints at some new characters that we have not yet even you know met or seen right like right so i assume the cast is probably getting expanded in some in some way
1: yeah so um i i you know that shaking it up a little bit even even just a little bit is is i think good direction to go so yeah i mean hell like
3: again I, th- I am almost annoyed that episode one teased that great bit with, uh, Kaguya's, uh, what, her servant, I Like, yeah. that's a fantastic bit, and then she's gone again. Like, I was like, no! I was like, <laughs> bring her back! Like, these are, this is some good material.
1: Well, I'm sure she'll be back again, yeah. But, uh, well, we'll see. Um, all right, so that show's still great, um, and hopefully they'll be keeping that up, uh, and not canceled. For now,
3: I, I certainly hope not.
1: We'll see. All right, moving on to a show that uh, <laughs> we may be less positive on. Uh, let, let me let me guys let me just ask you a questions to kick off our discussion here. On uh, we're talking about Gundam Build Divers Re: Rise.
3: Go ahead. Uh-huh.
1: Wh- which, uh huh. Which which show is more furry this season, this or BNA? <laughs>
2: I mean, it has, still has. I think it still has to be an A, but,
3: uh... Oh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that dude is gonna fuck that cat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i am okay. calling
3: this... this in season one. That's gonna happen. This is happening. If we called like... that
2: season one, yeah. We called that eight years ago. Uh, this show, I realized, if it is way closer to the lineage of SD Gundam than actual Gundam. Yeah. Uh, SD Gundams tend to be like, goofy fantasy shows where everyone happens to be a Gundam or have Gundam-themed powers, but otherwise has nothing to do with the themes of what Gundam is. Right.
4: So you're saying on a scale of War is Bad to that's... Hey, Cool Robot. Uh,
3: but that's the problem, right? Because the last <laughs> two episodes of Season 1 go to almost 0080 levels of War is Bad. Mm-hmm in the span of, like, 20
2: minutes,
4: but... That's quite a climb.
2: (laughs) And then we're straight back to just, like, fantasy, here's a dragon, we're fighting the (laughs) evil god. Right, like, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, Build Divers Re: Rise could literally exist at both endpoints
3: of the wow, cool robot, war is bad, Gundam spectrum. Like, it exists in both places at the same time. And not in a good way. It's not even on, it feels like it's
2: not even on the spectrum is the problem. No, it's, yeah, it's...
1: Well, well, isn't a part of it, it's not "wild, wow Cool Robot, because there's no robots?
2: Kind of, yeah. Yes, that's also the problem, <laughs> is that... <laughs> there's nothing... There there's, like, no... For being part of the Gundam Build series, it sure has nothing to do with Gundam Build. Like...
3: Yeah, I don't even remember the last time they built a fucking robot in this show.
2: Off-screen! Between seasons!
3: Ugh, <laughs> uh, like... Man, like, you know... Back in my day, when when the the protagonists wanted to build a cool robot, they'd have a cool montage of them, like, snipping Gunpla pieces off of a sprue, while Yuki Hayashi does his, like, weird techno rap thing in the background, and it was great. Uh So
4: what you're saying is Build Fighters has always been bad.
2: (laughs) No, I'm saying that... The <laughs> original Build Fighters like is able to exist by being 110% on the Wild Cool Robot spectrum and leaning right. fully into that. Right, it's unapologetic and making, about making it. no bones about,
3: right. we're it, playing it is with the, dumb
2: toys. It is the show
3: that carted out Ramba Rawl to say, no, cool, liking cool robots is in fact cool.
2: <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it, to play it, with um, toys. Yeah.
1: Did anything notable happen since the no, last time we talked in dragon. these two episodes? They, a they little a dragon. Did, dragon. Did they fight the dragon with a Gundam? That's all I need to Not know. There's yeah, a shot probably... of
2: a Gundam riding that dragon.
1: Alright, well that's something, right? But I, also,
2: like, I just have... like.
0: Are, yes, they, are they you guys...
2: tricked us about those last two episodes of season one, right? It's like, yeah. those were really good episodes, and we were interested... But tonally, we're right back to just, like, fun fantasy adventure times.
3: Right, it's, it's like the most generic, like, it's the most generic, like, kids show fantasy adventure, right? Like, oh, we gotta go to the four temples to blah blah blah, and it's just like, really? Like, this, this is what we're doing, huh? <laughs>
1: this is This is how we're...
2: This is where Gund- this is Gundam Build this. Subseries series has gone. Yeah, it's
1: So, I are you guys really going to watch this whole thing? Yes, of
2: course. Of course.
1: Okay. Well,
2: <laughs> we're over 50% through, Gel.
1: <gasps> you've you've condemned yourselves. Um...
2: Look, ever since
3: we ever since I watched the original Gundam Build Fighters, I have condemned myself to watching the entire series. That's just how It's <laughs> just how it is. <sighs> like, you can't is help- just how it okay. is at this point.
4: You can't help those who don't want to be helped that's true oh, because
3: yes. you never know it might get cool again you never know oh, <laughs> but, I, season hold 1 on. was so good
4: it, I, se- I thought the problem was that it was too cool at the moment and it needed more war uh, is bad
1: uh, oh <laughs> alright well uh, we'll continue to monitor your pain as uh, time uh-huh. goes on here um, let's move um, along speaking
2: of middling mech shows <laughs>
1: All right, what's what's uh, what's going on with Sakura Wars?
2: Uh, they fought the, uh, the 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 Moscow Combat Review showed up with their orbital fortress uh, parked above Tokyo. Uh, Sounds great. The little girl MacGuffin might be a demon,
1: of
0: course.
2: Um, shrine maiden had to go back home to remember her roots or something, and I'm running into this issue where we've talked about this off tape g but like yes because this show the soccer store is not a it's not an adaptation of the new game it takes place after the new game but the like level of quote unquote character development happening in this show feels as though this ought to be happening in the game um if that makes sense Obviously, yeah. I have not played the game. I don't know what kind of character work goes on in the game. So,
1: so they wrote they wrote a story as the sequel, but then the, the actual content of the story is like as if you had not played the I game. Suppose so so. they like, trying to make up this for whole,
2: it. The past episodes have been about the, like the hot blooded gung ho one is feeling upset because she's not as strong as she needs to be, and she ran off, did disobeying orders, etc. And I'm like, shouldn't the plot about teamwork and Trusty and your friends have been in the game before, right? This? Like I've played a JRPG before. <laughs> the segment where the hot-blooded lancer
3: runs off from the party—that's like a—that's like an Act Two thing in the game itself. That's not something that should be happening in the sequel to the game. And I mean, that's the thing. It's like even if that isn't the case, like e- even if, what maybe maybe there was no character development to speak <laughs> of because these characters are extremely one note anime yes. archetypes and so like
1: yeah um in my limited soccer wars experience that may not be the anime that may be the game
3: <laughs> and it, it, it is definitely a weird thing right because like so the premise so far has been ah the player character from the games is not around he was sent off to some secret mission Abroad, right? Right. So now like, it's just the girls
2: in for, call in for a minute for each episode or something.
3: Yeah. So it's like, ah, oh, it's up to the girls to hold the da- hold that, hold it down, you know. And so, like, there's actually a, a fairly interesting premise you could work with here of like, what does the supporting cast do and act like when the player character from the games is absent? The problem is that the anime's answer is they act exactly the same, and <laughs> it's. Not very interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, um,
3: but it's still well, weirdly fun in the like way that like watching something that is all like all flash and no substance is because
2: like <laughs> yeah, you still have a, these I mean there's robots a lot of... and top hats and the Moscow yeah. Comet Review is just a bunch of fucking stormtroopers in identical clothing except for one except for one the, that's a the pretty lady. One. But It's like the dude like, like they all walk in these five like dudes walk in these five ladies walk in in full face covering like bad guy gear and the pretty yeah. boy leaders like oh you see they're wearing this because as was established in the first episode we were all blown the hell up and they need to hide their horrible injuries and then wait they actually then one of them the takes reason? off the wow. costume and it's just a normal ass anime girl who looks fine <laughs> like it's like right. they didn't even
1: give her like a token scar no! on her face. No, or something? So it's
3: like... no, it's, I mean it's obvious the dude is fucking lying. Right, but...
1: <laughs> right.
3: And, but, just, and, but then it's, it's just ridiculous, but, you know. Then they like fucking they fucking orbital drop from their floating fortress in episode in episode two with their identical, you know, Russian steampunk mechs with laser lances and they fuck up like the big the robot T-Rex demon cyborg T-Rex it's like straight up some fucking Doom 2016 shit it's like a fucking dinosaur with cybernetic enhancements and like a laser cannon for an arm and okay. like there are things that are like you know you look at this and you're like yeah, okay. yeah this is all yeah this is all right
1: <laughs> well um Game adaptations are bad. who knew, right? <laughs> um, No, you know, I, I I continue to feel like Soccer Wars is probably best experienced as a video game than an anime, um, as is anything that's sort of visual novel adjacent. But um, and the game does come out next week, I believe, in uh, sure. globally. I believe it. Uh, so I I probably actually play the game. <laughs> so maybe I will. Uh, <laughs> Check out, a, check out the anime after I've played the game and we'll uh-huh. see if that's any different, but um, yeah, I mean like I said, it's just it, I think it's hard to figure out how best to tackle those kinds of adaptations and that is an interesting way of going about it, uh, but it sounds like it's still a bit of a mess. Um, Indeed. Speaking so. of
2: messes with dinosaurs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. Let's move along and talk about Gallandino. Uh, some mixed opinions across the Glorio blog about Gallandino. Um, I know my stance is I like the Galandino part and maybe not so much the uh, the live action bits that are in the second half. See, I I'm completely
4: was... the opposite. I think that the anime bits are fine, <laughs> but the live action bits are where the meat is. So I think it's okay, I so... think it's interesting that we're completely. Opposed on that, so to speak.
1: Well, well, here's here's the here's the thing. For through episodes one and three, I was flipped on that, where I thought I like I liked the anime bits a lot, but the the live action was fine. Like I, it was tolerable. Yes. Like it, and, and it was kind of funny, just in how ridiculous yes. it was. But I like I, I was like if, if it were my preference, I'd prefer to just have the straight up anime without all that nonsense. Episode four, I almost didn't. Finish watching.
4: (laughs) So yes, it's a lot. Episode four is—it's a real test of endurance. That's
3: wow. You're really selling me on this. As someone who only watched the first two episodes, I really feel compelled to watch the next two now.
4: So let me issue my defense first. Uh, As
1: uh, okay, well, well, just for context, the first half of the episode is normal anime like usual, and then they go to their live-action bits. And previously, the live-action bits have been this sort of slightly off retelling of some of the things that happened previously. And actually, Episode 3 was pretty straightforward, because they replaced the middle-aged guy with just the, gal. the woman yeah. he lives with, the gal that he lives with. And it was almost just like redoing the beginning of the episode, and it was pretty normal. Um, that wasn't really the case of 4, Uh where they brought in, I'm assuming he's a known comedian he is, yes. guy. Yeah, I looked it up. Yeah, who was basically a um, out of shape middle aged man in his underwear and a cowboy hat, um, huh. that was making noises <laughs> and dancing, um, not words, noises. Uh-huh, um, so what
2: slapping his belly and making dumb faces and.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, so Zig, I would like to hear your defense <laughs> of this. Okay. Because that went on for like fifteen minutes. That's
3: <laughs> okay, a, as a, that's long. That's long for a bit.
4: As a pure act of nihilistic shit posting, it's magnificent. It okay. is. <laughs> 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 um. So, like, to be serious for a moment, I don't. I didn't like episode four. It's It, it dragged on way too long. It's that peculiar peculiarly japanese style of comedy where it's not really funny to me at least you know um i do have some admiration for just how brazen it is but um i think my main th- my main thing with gal and dino At the moment, is I keep watching, hoping they will get back to into the Shota Aoi verse and explain (laughs) like his Crisis on Infinite Earths thing with him trying to save the old dude and travel through time, and then the landlady can travel through time as well, and that's what I want to see more of. You know, the live action sections for episodes three and four have been fine to tedious. Um, I did like seeing Dino in a cowboy hat last episode. But yes, but what good. I want more yeah. of is that rich, rich mythology featuring Shota Ali. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and,
1: and you know what I would I would be fine with that if that's that's the direction that they stayed on. And I, I'm assuming they're gonna get back to that at some point but who knows um it's hard, this director seems to do
4: whatever it's they want it's hard to say uh, and like i i wasn't entirely joking i do admire just the the sheer gall it takes to do a 15 minute segment of just a dude in a dinosaur costume and a fat comedian having a bath there, there's <laughs> It sounds funny when you say it, but when you try to watch it for fifteen minutes, it's painful.
1: I know people <laughs> who <laughs> would
2: think this is the greatest thing ever made. This is the problem. Like, I know those people.
3: I, I guess it's just like to me, it's like yes, like as a thirty-second, two-minute, maybe even five-minute bit, like that's almost tolerable. But like fifteen minutes, like
4: it's half the episode. Yeah, I, yeah, that's. I I respect the commitment to the bit you know i that's not an attempt to make people watch it it's not an attempt to make people think it's funny because i don't necessarily think you should do either but i admire the sheer bullheaded commitment to it you know and i think it is like i am entertained because it is weird you know it's not funny it's not clever but it is weird and that's something that i will watch so that's that's the yeah. only way i can defend it you know yeah
1: Well, again, that's how I felt with the first three episodes where it's like, okay, it's weird. At least it's kind of interesting or, you know, whatever. But this was just like, this was like nails on chalkboard, (laughs) like watching it for me. Um, And I just, I continue to feel like the director wants to make one type of show kind of like what they did with pop team epic and the material does not is not giving it to them Mm. and so they're
4: just making stuff up i think that's fascinating though i think it's fascinating because by all accounts the manga is just you know
2: the first half of the show like
4: yeah and like you know a perfectly ordinary silly premise like reliable execution manga and i think for better or worse they're they're making it interesting you know that i'm not going to say elevating the material but they're definitely throwing everything they can at the wall and seeing what sticks and again i can't necessarily say i like that but i am fascinated by it i i watch because i'm interested to see what they will try next right
1: i, I to a certain degree i i agree with that like i'm going to keep watching it even though I almost barely survived episode four <laughs> because I know they're probably not going to do that again in episode five. They're probably going to do something completely different. So, you know, there's something to be said for that. Um, that said, me personally, I would prefer that almost these were two different entities. Just give me my Galandino nice slice of life anime in one hand and then if we want to do something weird somewhere else let's do that somewhere else yeah. but yeah. i just don't feel like they don't, they mix and and well. i think that's
4: perfectly valid you know the only thing i would say is that you know when you've been watching anime as long as we all have and you know it's been well over 10 years for most of us um there's something to be said for the shock of the new and at the very least I, i'm interested to see what happens and and that yeah. is the appeal for me you know it won't be for everybody but that's the appeal for me at least and i mean
1: it is i mean i do feel like they were pulling some of these tricks with pop team epic too so like there's almost like it is new like it is unpredictable because that being like pop team epic still means like you could do whatever you want but <laughs> but also it still feels like that a little bit i don't know it, it's just it's weird man but I agree from the perspective of just having something fresh in itself is has an appeal to it. And like I said, I'll, I'll keep watching it. So...
4: But yes, I, I would very much like them to get back to, you know, Shota Aoi hopping between universes like Harbinger, just seeing the destruction <laughs> of Old Man Miharu again and again, and powerless to stop it. You know, I think they've got something really going there. Also, I yeah. I just want to say that I love the fact that they don't need to establish that Shota Aoi can time travel because they established that in Pop Team Epic, and it's just a given now. So I yes, I deep, I appreciate uh... the intercontinuity.
1: Expanded uh, universe yes. stuff, yes. Um, <laughs>
4: Iro, do you have anything to no, add on I this? Don't. Okay, <laughs> except perhaps that tone of voice, which tells you everything you need to know. Uh, all right, so G, we're trying. I'm trying to
1: save you f- from this timeline where you watch episode four. Uh, basically, That's what I, it's coming down
2: to I gotta be real. Like, look, look, I, I am.
1: If I can stop G from watching episode four, the universe will be saved.
2: <laughs> look, like at, look,
3: look. The pop team, epic defender, has logged on. As somebody who genuinely loved that show's brand of nihilistic shitposting, as Zig put it, y'all really are not selling me on Galland Dino. Like,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I just yeah. Well, I it's because I I don't think it mixes well with that 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 type of uh, story, but. You know, I don't want to retread it all. Yeah. Again, um, to me
4: the clash is the interesting part, but it, it's certainly not the kind the same kind of like consistent like anti funny that Pop Team Epic was. This is definitely right. way more haphazard. Right. Okay. Well let's
1: move along to something more predictable perhaps. Sure. Um <clears throat> my next life as a villainous, all roots lead to doom uh-huh. which has continued to be totally uh, exceed ex- exceed expectations i think uh, f- uh, not uh, by you much
0: mean, but
3: you mean not by much but mean, uh, as... my next life as a villainess the winner by technical default of anime of the season because <laughs> right. it is the only anime that is guaranteed to finish this season
4: Yes. Yes,
1: I, th- they have confirmed. I think this one is actually going to finish. So this may be the last anime standing <laughs> at the end of the season. But um, winner
3: of the battle royale ding, by ding, just ding. surviving Hidden the bathtub no, all game uh, long. <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> no, it's 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 pretty solid. Um, they 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 did finally go there because I I I think she we all grew up. Fi- yeah, we all figured they were going to time skip at some point. So by episode four, they do the time skip. And, um, you know, she starts to see the, the repercussions of everything she was doing over the past seven years, how she changed the game and how she did, perhaps didn't change the game. Um, you know, mostly it's, uh, everyone, both male and female has now fallen in love with her uh-huh. instead of the main heroine, um, and possibly including the main heroine, uh,
0: possibly?
1: <laughs> okay. Including the main heroine, uh, cause she's stealing all the, uh, romance flags from everybody. Right. Uh. And, yeah, I I mean, again, it's an interesting twist on this whole plot of she's basically saving everything by being a nice person. Um, I do wonder if they're going to go with, like, there's a couple directions I I felt like they could have gone in episode four, where it's like, is just another villain going to inevitably appear? Or is she going to accidentally become the villain at some point herself? At least through everyone's perspective, I, I don't feel know like that. I think that, I that, think that might be
2: too too sophisticated of a plot twist for something like this.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, they can't. Something's got to happen, right? Like they, they can't just keep going with everybody know, just man. being friends and. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess they, I guess they could, but um, you know that that would be. You know, now you, know,
2: you just move into full-on school tropes, right? Now that they're at Magic Academy. It's just uh, the same shit. They
1: just c- just come up with more uh, dating flags exactly. to uh, reverse. A 100%. I don't know. Part of me wants to... <laughs> I do this every time. I, you have to stop me. <laughs> Part of me wants to hold out hope that they're going to go in that direction where like, she accidentally becomes the villain or another villain appears in some capacity. Um, so that's just not the same thing over and over again. Um, I think because of the way it's been in the first couple of episodes where, you know, every episode was kind of introducing a new character, which had Uh a different backstory to explore. And then this, and then episode four was the time skip. So everything still feels fresh. So it doesn't feel like they've recycled too much yet. Right. But we could be going down that path where, oh, here's another um, typical event where, the guy picked up her handkerchief and she's like, oh, what a nice guy or whatever. Mm. And, but instead it's the girl, uh, <laughs> this time
2: keeping this. And uh, that, that's on literally this.
1: one of the things that happened in episode four. Yep. So, I mean, they could just keep going down that checklist,
2: blundering so we'll through the show with like aggressive stupidity and niceness. Um, yeah. And I think that's the joke. The only joke, right? Hmm. Well, which I mean, look, it could be a way worse. Yes, if that were the case,
1: I'd probably still enjoy the show, Um, because at this point in history, I just like... Nice people. Nice, nice people. I, (laughs) I, I, I
3: do think it is interesting, actually, like, listening to this, like, it's making me realize that I think three of the, like... I mean, I guess this show's not technically a comedy, but... It's trying. No, this show's a comedy. (laughs) Is it it trying? Okay. It's definitely a comedy. I think it is interesting that three of the major anime comedies this season are kind of basically trading on one primary joke. And then the interesting thing is seeing the variances in how they succeed at executing that joke in different ways, right? Like you compare this to, say, Kaguya Sama or, or Kazushi Goto, again, like shows that are largely trading on one. Fundamental joke. But then the interesting I mean
1: that's thing usually is... the way anime comedies go though, right? It's just a matter of how many ways can they
2: spit it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um but yeah, no, yes, it's it's one <laughs> one joke, how much mileage can they get out of it? And uh you know, that's just depend you know, depends on how good your writing is and
2: whatnot, you know, like but... ideally it'll start to wear thin around the time season around the time the show ends and then we can go, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I feel like that's the best that we can hope for at this point.
1: I mean, if I if I were, I will say if I were to compare this to you know similar overachiever last season, Bofori, um, uh-huh. where that also had kind of one joke, but it was just about people being nice to each other. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> this show is better than Beauforti, I would say. Really? Um, okay. I think it. I think it's better written and has more 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 interesting characters and i will say other
2: stuff like, like that, a, but. It is a good way to expand on the joke of she is just b- stupid and oblivious uh by having the like internal courtroom every time Is a decent way to pad yes. that out because oh, every, yeah, every, yeah, that, every time something doing... happens she like we go inside of her brain and here's like the smart version of her personality and the like happy version of her personality you know the <laughs> Wait, whole... are you
0: like and they are you are, describing... they're describing the <laughs> You're describing my or... next life
2: as a villainous, right? No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. And like so every time something happens she's that we go to this like committee table and they, they talk yeah. it out and all of them are stupid. Um and a, and yes, the, all
1: the including this, including the smart, supposedly smart ones, okay. are all kind of for a dumb.
3: second there. I thought, wait, are we talking about Kagiyasama again? Because yeah. I think that also has the exact yeah. Same that, bit. That,
1: that's actually a pretty common thing in the comedies these <laughs> okay, days. Yeah. Uh, but the internal courtroom uh, of the mind, like Ira said, it's kind of funny in this one because they're all dumb, even though even the smart ones. But um, yeah, so that that it it has a, it has a good sense of humor to it, I think, and. Again, I just like nice stuff these days. So.
2: In these dark times.
1: Yes. So, um, so like always, I'm probably going to get my hopes higher than they should be, <laughs> and have them uh, dashed later. But I again, like I said, even if it does pan out the way you're saying, Iro, I would probably still be fine with it. Yeah, be satisfied with it. It just I feel like it could be maybe could go even another level, but we'll see. Um. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Yes. Where do we... What's, start. Next,
2: what's next up, Joel? Hmm.
1: Where do we start with this train wreck? Um, all right. So let's talk about listeners. And before we get to the the newest episodes, we were talking about how I'm the only one that didn't watch Eureka 7 on the podcast, and maybe I should watch no, it. No,
2: you shouldn't. With... Yes, you should. With, no, just, <laughs> I think... just for the sake
1: of, like, bringing fresh eyeballs to it without the, the you know, the context of its <laughs> predecessors. Um... So I, I I didn't get to watch all of them. I watched episodes 1 and 2.
2: Okay. Boy, how much oh, of so,
1: though. So the bits
4: before so, it became a mess then.
0: I I, disagree. I don't know what do two is
2: fucking mess. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm just I'm so
4: I'm just I, saying, I,
1: compared to what came after. It's it only got worse after that, but uh yeah. So I I did I liked episode 1. It was I thought episode 1 was solid. You know, signed me up for guitar amp robots and all that stuff. Um, and episode two, you know, as a running away, whatever, it was, it was fine. And then after he like goes to take a piss in that ancient bathroom, and Yorha shows up, uh-huh. um,
2: <laughs> that glory to it kind of all went,
1: kind of all went downhill after that. Like I had no idea what was going on, and I didn't really <laughs> care. Um,
0: <laughs> well, yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, honestly, in hindsight, like, look at episodes 3 and 4 as well. Yes, the moment Yorha shows up in episode 2 is the beginning of the unraveling of listeners as, like, a cohesive narrative.
4: So, um, before we start, can I point out the one biggest problem with the show?
3: Of course. By all means. Okay,
4: so there's multiple background references to Oasis, but Oasis were clearly not as good as Blur, and that's a massive issue. Okay, carry on. (laughs) <laughs> i
1: i think that i think that's less of a bigger deal here in the united states uh zig but yeah but um, i'm only talking
4: about the important people
0: i i, I agree <laughs> yes okay I, um, oasis uh,
1: oasis is okay, yeah. so i feel
2: like with yeah. every episode i have to completely <laughs> reevaluate what i'm expecting out of this show yeah and so like it kind of this is not a great comparison it's the one that came to mind I'm kind of reminded of, like, how Space Dandy would switch wildly from episode to episode. Except Space Dandy adequately prepared me to be switching wildly from episode to episode. I mean, that
4: was also a key part of the Space Dandy gimmick. It was willfully non-continuous. What
2: I'm saying is, the first episode of Listeners prepared me for a mostly normal, like, adventure-type thing. Then the second episode is this weird... You know, like, journey through the mind t- torture thing. And that, like, throws all my expectations out the window. Not in a good way. And then episode th- three, like, kind of goes back to like, what would probably have been the episode two of the adventure thing. Yes. And then episode four is just more just c- dumb crazy shit. And it's like, I don't even know anymore what to think about yeah, this.
3: Yeah, it's, it's definitely... I think the biggest issue with listeners is like... I mean... Even before we knew it was only going to get... You know... uh, Even before we knew it was going to be a one-course show... Which means that... Inevitably, there is no way this thing is going to realistically measure up to Eureka 7. Like... The... The show... It... it, Like... You could could clearly tell Daisato was just like... Man, I really love music. And I'm just gonna like... Fucking go... uh, all in on that shit in this show like even ignoring that affectation it's it's really difficult to uh, stay attached to the plot or the characters when it all feels so ephemeral honestly like like there's not really it doesn't feel connected
4: There's not really an attempt to ground us in the characters and the world before it starts tossing off huge, like, concepts and crazy stuff like the Episode 2 dream sequence, you know? There's not really much in a dream sequence that reveals our protagonists' darkest fears or whatever since we barely know them to begin with.
3: Right, like, that's like an episode you throw in at, like, Episode 7 or 8 or something. That's, like, supposed to be a mid-season climax where... The dark illusions illustrate. Oh, blah blah blah. But yeah, when we barely know these guys, it's just like it, it just it just it, it, it muddles the already confusing world building even more.
4: Yeah, I, I I think I'm with G on that. You know, I think I will say um, that I think this show successfully captures one of the things which Eureka Seven did have in abundance, which is that sense of wanderlust for want of a better term it has charm it has kind of like a spirit that makes me want to like it a lot um but there's so much they're trying to do in so little time that the the story is just nigh on incomprehensible any sort of stabs for deeper meaning are just you know ludicrously off target They're, they're trying so hard god bless them but it's it's such a mess it's just it's just difficult to get attached to because it's yeah. it veers so wildly across the spectrum that that you can't really you can't you just can't get settled and get comfortable and want to see what right. happens
3: and it's kind of it's, it's it is a little bit of a shame because i do think that like honestly there are individual elements of listeners that i think wielded together a little bit differently could have resulted in something like, you know, again, maybe not as, like, uniquely special as Eureka 7, but at least, like, compelling or weirdly entertaining, right? Because, like, you know, you watch the fourth episode and, like, look, any episode where... The kids are going to Freak Seed Academy, once attended by one Pete Badfinger, to find the secret <laughs>
2: drug Teen Spirit being distributed amongst the student body. Like because it's a drug used by soldiers in the endless war against the Earless to increase their. Right. These are some
1: amazing uh, musical references, right. by it's the like, way. I but... mean,
3: for God's sake, there's a scene in this montage where they just they're meeting with various clubs in the school, and one of them is just the like, Smashing Pumpkins Club or something. It's, 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 it is that kind of show, and those sensibilities could be really funny if done well.
4: I, I think the, like, the drug slash soldier thing is a really good example of what the show is trying for and where it goes wrong. So they try and establish that this drug teen spirit is dangerous because it gives you delusions of grandeur, and they mention that it's, like, a favored, um, a favoured tipple of the soldiers on the front line who are also players, which means they command giant mechs. The show has never mentioned that there's an ongoing war at this point. It's never mentioned that players are soldiers while somehow also being like public attractions. Mm -hmm. It's not mentioned anything about a war or anything. Anything to do with that, and that stuff is just all casually dropped into mm. a conversation as if it's something we right. should be
2: okay. Also, the with. person giving this exposition is like a fat high schooler wearing headphones, and he com- oh, and he's fairy. commanding. Right. He's uh, commanding a small fairy that's wearing a necktie. The Oh my
3: god, I forgot about the fairy. There's, there's no this explanation. The fairy's just floating this... around,
2: grabbing shit in the library, and I'm like, this is right. like, too there's... much to process for like, now. Like, like,
3: there's no, there's no implication that it's a hologram or a highly advanced no, people are drone. looking at it. It's... It's literally just like a Tinkerbell looking ass fairy with like sprinkles coming out and just like flying around. <laughs> <laughs> ah! It is. It's.
1: For some reason, when you guys said fairy, the first thing I thought of, he was like floating in a boat in the library or something. But. Oh, fucking <laughs> awesome. I mean. It's... That's. Uh... That's way weirder. The other um... thing I would... only... Sorry. No. <laughs> uh,
4: the only other thing I would say is that. I, I think that the musical references are hilariously unsubtle. They're not particularly cute. And they do. Right, they exactly. actually actively distract from the storytelling, which I think is a problem. Yeah.
1: Um, right. They're not serving the purpose of the, the story or the setting or anything. Know. It's just. I wanted to name this after a Nirvana. Yes, exactly. Like, you know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Better or worse than JoJo in this regard.
4: I mean, at least in JoJo, there's there's a fundamental hilarity between the di- with the disconnect between the names and what they actually represent guess, for Boy's the most part. Yeah, and jo- JoJo's so ridiculous. That they and also, yes. man, so really... The rock,
2: paper, scissors attack.
4: Yeah, and, and like jo- <laughs> JoJo is, if you're if you'll excuse me, I wrote, JoJo's a comedy, basically. <laughs> like, it, it is it is a world in which over-the-topness is not only expected, it's mandatory. You're
2: right,
1: yeah.
3: I mean, that's a story yeah. that's had, like, three decades to get us used to its sensibilities and aesthetics, so...
1: Yeah. Alright, well... I I got to say guys probably not going to watch more of that unless you uh probably fine. I unless you tell me different uh something reverses later on but yeah, I was uh, it, it's I it's it's always more frustrating when you see the potential there cuz like I I could see there's a lot of cool things going on. I like I like the whole like early 2000s rock and roll anime
4: aesthetic thing going on. Joe, Uh, have you considered watching Eureka 7? (laughs) I I had a feeling that's where this conversation was going to go.
1: Well, uh, you know, once uh, we run out of anime to watch here, who knows what will happen. I will literally
2: mail you my Blu-rays. You can keep them. Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's right, Iroh, you 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 were not as high uh, on it, right, as everybody else. Um, but uh, I don't know. I it never that never show never struck me as something I would personally enjoy.
4: But you know, it is Eureka definitely. 7 I know it's
3: is a time and place. For
4: if or worse. if yeah. you could somehow take ten episodes from Eureka Seven and give them to listeners, I think you might improve both shows overall. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh,
4: <laughs> all right.
2: No Someday. changes. We'll just no. rip ten episodes out of your seven, throw them in the listeners. Ouch! They're still fun. Yeah. They're still in 4.3 and everything.
1: <laughs> All right, let's um, let's move along to "Sing Yesterday" for me, mm-hmm. which uh, so I feel like after episode four, we have a pretty good framework for what's going on with the show with the main characters. Would hmm. I would like to hear your guys' opinion on this? Would you? Would it be safe to say the show is going from more like an ensemble angle than uh, just like the main yeah, boring dude? Probably.
4: I think it's gradually building out to that.
1: Because um, episode three, we get it's still kind of focused on the main guy a little bit, but it's more, a little also a little more on Haru's life. Uh, and, you know, more reason for me to hate the boring guy after he stands her up. But,
0: God, um,
1: yeah. <laughs> there's, there's one part, I forget if it was in 3 or 4, where the the little brother guy, I can't remember his name either. uh uh-huh. safety he's pin like, what? Do you guy. Safety pin guy, yeah, let's call him that. Um, He's, like, talking to Haru, and he's like, what do you see in that guy? She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, that's that, a, that, that's, that's the main right. problem with the show.
2: Yes. Um, I, I'm <laughs> running into an issue, like, I think it's... A, Broadly, a good show so far, but I'm running to a very big issue of I don't understand why I'm supposed to care about any of these characters.
0: Like, yeah, I, I, well, I, I have to say, them not
2: knowing what they want and like that listlessness is part of like the, the point, but also like I just don't know why I need to be invested in them.
1: Yeah, so I will say I was probably more interested in Sheena uh, Shinako's story in episode four, <laughs> right. Um, cause she's, I mean, she's still kind of boring, but she's a more likable character than the main guy, at sure. least. And episode four is pretty much entirely focused on her and the safety <laughs> pin guy. Uh, uh yes. for, I w- someday I we'll remember his name.
2: bits where he's, cause he's in like an art school or something. And, uh, there's a lot of like, why are you even an art school man? He's like, uh, this is what I... Was told I was good at and I don't know what else I'm supposed to do now.
1: Yeah. Well isn't isn't the thing like he's isn't he trying to emulate his brother? Isn't that what they're getting at?
2: Maybe. I was a little, I was, a little I was unclear on if he was doing that to imitate his brother or because it was the one thing he could do that his brother couldn't do.
1: Yeah. I don't I think know. it's
4: the latter. I think that like Okay, maybe it was the yeah. other way around.
1: It had some it's something driving him with his brother think, one way or um, the
4: other. Uh, my problem is kind of similar to Iroh's in that I think the show is good overall, I think it's likable, I enjoy seeing these characters. I don't really know what the end game is here, and I, I get that yeah. that's kind of not the point, but you know i mean everything i've heard and like aqua has spoken to me about the manga and stuff the indication is that the whole point is to spend time with these characters you know that the story doesn't necessarily have a driving conclusion because life doesn't have a driving conclusion but that doesn't make for a very good story i don't think and i don't really know what is going to to drive these characters forward, and what's going to drive my interest in the story forward, and without that, I find spending time with them pleasant, but I don't really feel compelled to dig deeper into them.
3: So, yeah. If I right. remember correctly, this is this manga ran for a, a long time, <laughs> a fairly long time, right? So. Do you yeah, guys... It was like 18,
1: 19 years or something yeah, like that. Goddamn. Uh,
3: so, right, I, I think I, I'm, yeah, right, I did mention that a, a few podcasts ago. But um, so then is the vibe you guys get from this is like, I, I haven't watched any of this, but um, does it feel like it's a slow burn that is eventually going to ramp up? Or do you think like, this is what this show is?
2: This is what this story is. It feels closer to the latter to me.
1: Yeah. I think I think we are getting sold on this as a romance show, and it is a, it, and the structure of the plot is like the most basic romance show plot lines ever invented. To the point where it actually annoys me, um, but they're filling it in with more of like the introspective twenty-something coming of age mm. feelings stuff, more so than the. Should I date this girl or the other girl? Is this one of those stuff. things
3: where maybe the story works better as a manga? Like, the, um, the pacing works differently when you're reading
4: it, it as opposed to watching it? I, I think I, that I, the animated medium brings a great deal to the story, actually. I think,
1: it's a very nice-looking show. Okay, I okay. wouldn't want to give up the I, animated I part. Think,
4: I think as well, it's well-acted and has good music, and all of those things contribute to the atmosphere, which I think is the strongest part of the show in general.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll throw out, so, I'll throw out, because I, I generally agree with what you guys are saying. I might be a, maybe a little higher on the show, but I, I I'm I, I do have my own concerns with it. I'll throw out a little bit of a defense. And what I've been saying this whole time is I do think, like, the writing has a certain... Um, I'm not even necessarily going to say realism to it, because the characters are kind of very... Uh, you know, it's a little
2: more nuanced than like your usual like manga anime dialogue. Yeah, th- there, th-
1: there's a certain realism and experience to what is being said in the show, though. And I think what I the the the, the big example I noticed in these two episodes is how um, both the boring main guy and and Shinako are both in a position where, and this is just kind of one example of what I'm talking about. They're both in a position where They have this person that likes them. They don't really like them back or, you know, whatever. They're so tied up in their own stuff that they don't really have any intention of doing anything with it. But they still kind of indulge them a little bit anyway because that feels good. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, I mean, that's not a great thing to do. But it's something that you know that I'll I'll say I've done it or I've been on both ends of it. <laughs> I mean that's a thing that people that's yeah. a thing that people do right. in real life that like you can tell the author has like some kind of it's life experience. It's not like, they're, ne- it's that not they're,
2: like they're necessarily into. stringing them on with malice, just
1: right because they don't want to do it, but it's hard not to because you know it, it feels good when you know, you have you somebody validating attention. you like mm. that. Yeah, you like the attention right and that's just that's human but that's 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 an insight into how humans work and that's kind of like that's where i'm seeing the shrinks of the show right is uh in that kind of sort of insight and experience and they're they're kind of exploring that kind of stuff more so than the oh is he going to hook up with this girl is he going to hook up with this girl right. you know um so you know it's not that the uh, it's not that i wouldn't like to see also some kind of development and not just have this kind of like float around for uh-huh. twelve episodes or however long it's going to be, but I do think that's where the strength of the show is is in how it's exploring those very real human feelings that are not always black and white, mm. you know, good bad stuff. Um, and you know, I I'm I'm cool with that 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 aspect of it. I think that's where the strength is. I don't know if it's enough to really put it like over the top as one of the best shows I'm watching. But uh,
2: how long until the two teens uh, start dating and then the dynamic gets switched 180 degrees?
1: I I don't know if they're going to go that far. That they're definitely going to tease it. <laughs> they're definitely going. Sure. I think they're definitely going to explore that direction. But I don't know if they're actually going to go that far as far as to have the two of them dating, unless they decide to like make a pact to. Sure. Um, make the other two jealous which would probably drive me crazy Uh because that'd be really dumb but um yeah so i mean it's and it is so well produced Uh (laughs) like you you almost just enjoy just watching it because it looks so nice but uh yeah i i don't i don't know i i I do think it could be better because like i said i do get aggravated with how like basic the plot is sometimes um so, there's some good and some bad mm-hmm. in there, but I like well,
2: it. Speaking of shows about uh, listless millennials, <laughs> hey. <laughs> yes.
1: So let's end and uh, talk about "We've Listened to Me," which I think I mentioned this last time. Covers similar topics, but in a very different <laughs> uh, tone.
3: Oh, a little different, a little. Uh. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more high energy. <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, this show's great.
3: Yeah, um, <laughs> I I did not I wasn't I did not think Way was going to be the one for me this season, but it's it's really grown on me with every episode.
1: Yeah, so in in the the last two episodes, we kind of had a bit of the transition of uh, Minari losing her job and then uh, temporarily staying with the the one girl that works at the radio station while she's looking for work and trying to figure out. Uh, she gets offered the the three thirty a.m. slot, yeah, yep.
2: like night radio huh? on the
1: radio. Um, again, I still think the weakest part of the show is when they get into the minutia of the radio stuff. Like, I really don't care about sponsors and all that garbage they were getting into. But um, yeah, it's just I, I can I, I just love the show's sense of humor. The um, uh,
2: like one two joke punch of she enters her apartment and flops over or whatever. And you think back to like episode one where she said, no matter how like wasted I am, I'm always able to put my shoes away and make it to my bed. And you're like, Oh man, she must yes. be really <laughs> like right now must be really rough for her. And then the, the like second reveal that no, she was never that well put together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she was. <laughs> Always go into that one guy's
3: house. Right, like, like it, it is a great reveal of, yes, it, it works so well because, it, for, for us, the viewer, as well as Minari herself, right, of like, we're learning with her how much of a mess she is.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think my favorite joke was when she was talking to the turtles, but, um...
3: <laughs> that was also very good, yes. Ah,
0: yes. you eat where you shit, huh? Just like Just politics. Like... <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's
0: yeah, it's it's weird,
3: right? Because like the show is honestly kind of like based on the way you guys described yesterday. Wave is kind of similar in some like broad ways, but like it, it approaches it in such a, with a lot, such a different it's a lot more energy. Caustic. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's a lot more caustic, right? The personalities are a lot more like caustic, almost veering on toxic, right? I mean, like right. Like Minari's what quote-unquote closest friend is uh, nice, you know Nakahara, aka you know, radiating mad Mister Nice Guy energy, you know, like, Oof, right? Or, you know, just just like, well, you know, I'll always be there for you, Minari, and it's just like, oh my God, my guy, like just cool it, ooh, Cool your ooh, jets, he, sir. Ease he, up, like maybe 30, 40 percent, okay, like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's you know, like, oh, look, it's just like we're married. I'm like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta chill, like, chill with that, bro. Damn, uh, dude. It's not gonna get you anywhere. Right, right.
3: And then, like, <laughs> you know, like, even, like, I'm not sure if this is the, the direction they're gonna take it in, but even, like, when, once she starts rooming with, like, the, like, unrealistically nice radio girl, like, there are a couple places where she gives Minari
2: this look of, like... Wow, you're a fuck-up.
3: Yeah, yeah. She's, you know, but because she's so nice, because she's so generous and accommodating, she's like, you'll always have a place to stay here, Minari. By the way, where are going to go get a job, you fucking bum. It's
1: like... Silently judging her. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah. yeah, It's, you know, and... I think that they do a really good job of, like, helping you empathize with someone who, like, by all intents and purposes, you get why people... Like... You you simultaneously understand both why she is the way she is and and why we, we, we can't we can sympathize with that, but also why maybe some people You could tell some of these people have been putting up with this for a while now and Right. They don't yeah, have much I, patience I,
1: for it anymore. <laughs> I, I do I do always, I do continue to find the Sing yesterday, yesterday for me compared to sins interesting because I feel like that show is kind of like Taking a very romanticized look at that period of your life, whereas Wave Listen to Me is much more of a down to earth, like okay, this is how it really is type <laughs> of. Uh, as as ridiculous as some of the things that are actually happening, the the you know the inner monologue and thoughts that Minari has and everything are very like more down to earth. Um, and I don't know if maybe that's a little bit because in in uh, yesterday they're supposed to be like in their very early twenties and she's supposed to be more like mid to late twenties, which you wouldn't think it's a huge difference. Oh, no, but it's a difference. A difference.
3: Some, shit, some shit changes. Yeah, yeah it
1: is. It is. It is a, it is a difference. There's, um, you've had a little time. To, there's definitely a big gap
4: there. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, <laughs>
3: I hate that I already look back on my early twenties. No, let's not. let not. Non. Non. Tape.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not on tape. Not on tape. Uh, but yeah. Um again I just I love the the show's sense of humor and how they're balancing it out with um you know the the what could be serious questions that she's dealing with but they never take it you know too seriously um, and uh you know they 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 keep it from they always make it just crazy enough to keep it from getting boring right like there's yeah. always some kind of you know, let's let's hit her. Let's have her boss get hit by a car. Um, and both uh, the boss you know, and the, the
3: uh, replacement employee for <laughs> and her. the replacement, so that <laughs>
1: we can conveniently keep the plot moving. Yes. Um, but uh, I, what what do you guys think is up with the mysterious quiet girl that shows up?
2: I got uh, nothing, man. You mean because something the,
1: something's up with her the, at the end, right? You know, in right, episode four, sister. yeah, the sister of the, yeah, of the man. so-called. I don't I don't believe that, but. So I, I
3: look at her and I'm like dog let me tell you this is the most Hiroaki Samura ass female character design like this is the most Blade of the Immortal ass looking girl she's just girl not wearing a kimono
2: show.
3: right like the, the difference like, li- like the gloomy almost dead-eyed stereotypically like Japanese looking woman like who is either like right. if this is Hiroaki if this just... was Blade of the Immortal she'd be either be um a prostitute an assassin or both so, <laughs> very curious what's going on here, but um, I guess that's the thing.
1: Right? I'm wondering, I'm wondering if uh, and, and I think this would be actually be a pretty good joke. What if the station manager sent her to break up uh, her her uh,
2: to like tr- tr- her To at and the and restaurant? Remove all of Minare's, like other options. Her, her- to force
1: yes. her into
3: radio oh man that would be some real good galaxy Braid yes. shit because
1: um, i feel like this is the type of show where that would happen right right
3: um, i could believe that um
1: so that that's my guess but i don't i don't know i, I
3: honestly couldn't give um, you a good guess i feel like this show is like just unpredictable enough that you know i can't make eddie like particularly confident guesses in where things are going the only thing i can really feel sure of is like I assume eventually Minare is going to go on radio, and
1: uh, yeah, that seems like that's from the preview next week. that I think she's finally going to get yeah. on.
3: And, and I'm curious. But, how I mean, we, they
1: we've seen the flash. We've seen the flash forward. Yes, we know she gets yes. on eventually.
3: And right. I am curious how they handle that because, like, I mean, I'm not as against the radio minutiae as you are, Gel, but I, I am curious. I, I think the show has done such a good job of staying entertaining in, in, in almost every like aspect and scenario i i i am confident and or hopeful that even once they get to like you know the radio stuff and the nitty-gritty of that that they will still find ways to keep that spontaneous and interesting
1: right yeah and and i mean i'm not really complaining too much about the rate because they do keep it pretty minimal just when it does come up i'm like yeah we can we can skip past this but (laughs) um we'll we'll see once they once she actually gets in the booth they already did their bit where they're going over, push this button and hold that and wait right. for three seconds and all that other. So I hope they don't have to go over that again. But um, yeah, I <laughs> I am very much looking forward to seeing where that goes um, and if that does turn out to be the joke with that girl. Remember, you heard it here first.
3: <laughs> um, so we got either. I mean, at this point, it's like either that or serial killers. So you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, it, a little bit of both. Um, all right. So um, I think that's gonna do it then. That's the end of our list.
2: Yeah, pretty uh, solid. We get into Common Rider Zero One, unfortunately. Maybe next time.
1: Well, we'll have what we're. We've already cut three shows for next time. (laughs) So so. um, uh, I. There'll be more I do time. just want
4: to say that the new Super Sentai started and it seems pretty good. Also, the lead actor caught COVID nineteen and has been out for a little while. So, right, I, I think we did. Yeah, we we mentioned yes, that briefly yes. last well, time. Well, uh, I'll just say that the show is good and therefore I hope he is safe and well and that yeah, he I comes back disheart, soon. So. Excellent.
3: I mean, look, even if the show was bad.
4: Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah know, I, no, <laughs> I know. <mean, sorry. laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Now,
0: the uh, Ninja
2: Red Ranger. Fuck
0: that guy. Oof. <laughs> all
2: and
4: right, yes. And, uh, let's let's,
1: let's let's end this before we start wishing. Uh,
2: <laughs> no, all jokes, of course. Wishing, uh, all jokes. Do not yes. actually yes. wish yes. anyone good. Um,
4: also, Kamen Rider yeah. Zero One has basically just turned into corporate warfare, and it's pretty good. I don't know, guys. I don't know about that one.
1: <laughs> Corporate warfare um.
2: over whether AI get to count as human or not. <laughs> anyway, next well,
1: time <laughs> we'll 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 have we'll have some yes, more time next time so. for sure. So yeah,
3: and maybe and maybe by next time, uh, there might be new episodes of B out by then.
0: Hmm.
3: Maybe.
1: Yeah, is there an official schedule for that? Or I think
3: actually, it's probably design? realistically the next podcast after next. I think even by next time. I think they'll have just hit episode five or six so
0: right
1: okay all right well housekeeping then uh you check us out at the including uh well g's or not g uh, zig's coverage of digimon adventure up to episode three for now whenever that was resi- and then whenever that resumes and you can go back and look at all our other old first looks on other shows too um and the final you can, episode of legend
2: of uh, heroes. Yes, that is out yes, now. Yes,
1: the final final episode of Legend of the Glory Heroes went out uh of our perspective a couple months later uh <laughs> so uh me, me and Marlon are actually on that one as well and just give our final thoughts on the series. Um, you know, that was uh interesting. That was fun to do, but uh yeah, so you can check that out and all the other podcast episodes on the feed uh, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Russ on YouTube. Please subscribe. We're getting so close to <laughs> our hundred uh, subscribers, chipping away. Get it, man. Uh, you know. Tell your, tell your friends, tell your enemies, and uh, we'll catch everybody right next time. Take it easy.